him too though all right we're live fuck everyone so apparently there's this new or there's this new series of apps that like um like you can stream live video from your phone i watched one from the editor-in-chief of motor trends edward Lowe, and it was clearly a joke because it, it was like desk tour and there was like 30 seconds of just video of his yeah. desk like like literally just like up right, close to the live. green fuck of the everyone. desk and um then like there's just random dusty shit on his desk that he is just like this is a ripe avocado and it was amazing um i, I don't i can't imagine this is a trend that'll last very long. probably not Speaking of avocados, Clickhole uploaded a video that was like five foods that you didn't know <laughs> that you weren't eating right before, and one of them was an avocado, and it was like, put, instead of like using a knife to open the avocado, sit on the uh, avocado for six weeks and wait for it to hatch. God. And the water one was just like, she smashed it with a hammer and then used a comb to get the shards out and made it off the desk. Oh my god. And the ham going up the escalator. That was genius. Wow! Amazing. Fucking ham goes up an elf's escalator. They just... Incredible. There are no breaks for Clickhole. There, there's no downtime. There's no fallback content. It's all 100% amazing all the time. Incredible. <laughs> did you do the internet tour that they did? No. Or any of the Click Ventures. They're brilliant. I'm gonna have to look into that. Loading Clickhole again. Dude, there should be like a clickhole. Should sell clickhole hardware portals where it's just a computer, but it's rigged only, uh, specifically tailored to clickhole. They do these things that are like point-and-click adventures that are like really awesome. Like there's one for uh, um, the stock market where you just like do cocaine and then just like ring a bell and scream. <laughs> That's amazing. And then there's this internet simulator. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my God. I chose the hacking option yeah you just hack really hard <laughs> oh my god the keyboard's on fire it's the shinji waka flocka for president so, yeah you know everyone wants that waka flocka woo kid 2016 maybe official blunt roller could be a government mandated job i'm looking forward to it i feel like a lot of countries would respect us i think so too i mean it's waka flocka I hope it starts like a, a trend of other countries electing entertainers. Or just like other com countries like, like could taking you rappers imagine... and then electing them. Yeah, no, like, could you imagine just like random musicians being, like, could you imagine an entire Japanese idol group all co-reigning as president? That'd be great. We could have the entire Wu-Tang Clan in office. That would be great too, but I'm also imagining like Spain electing like Ludacris as like president. <laughs> we will import rappers and have them lead our country. Oh, Ludacris takes over Spain and turns the economy around immediately. <laughs> like Spain becomes the world leading economy. Birdman. Birdman becomes the leader of Latvia. No, MF Doom becomes the leader of Latvia. Just like a palace of records and he never does anything i mean that be like yo yeah you want to legislate <laughs> no nah. i've got to make some backpack stuff but like if every rapper was the president of every country then like how would they make mixtapes and shit there'd be no wars they'd have all the time like except during beefs when they have beefs they'd war can you imagine there'd like be a feud. aircraft carriers full of slabs you know <laughs> You know, this this is kind of ridiculous, but, like, going to war over beefs is, like, actually a very historically relevant thing. I mean... Especially in the feudal eras. eras. Going to war over beefs is more or less the reason why every war has happened. Well, I mean, except, like, resources. That's beefs. That's beefs. Look, I hate beef. This is just another reason to not eat. No. Okay, we should start recording the podcast. Oh, shit. I thought I was intruding. <sighs> No, I don't even want to be here. I'm sorry. But but in, in all actuality, my throat is quite sore and I coughed up blood earlier, so I think I'm gonna sit this one out. I'm gonna cry. Remember me in spirit mentioned that I wanted to vote for Waka Flocka. Okay. When I die, fly out to my funeral. Hopefully, before I die, I'll be in some really disgusting porno and they'll be able to play that while people cry over me. I'm in like a 30-person orgy and everyone's dressed as ghosts. And it's catered by, uh, uh, Trapaholics. Nacho Picasso will speak at my funeral. I'm done with this Malaysia web. Well, shit, now I'm gonna say goodbye as soon as it records, and I'll just look like a huge dick. 
No, it, this will be cut out. Okay. I'll just Sayonara. Say, goodbye. Goodbye. Just like awkwardly stay here for a while. Okay, or not. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Drycast. This is a big number. We're live from Studio Eat. Happy Wednesday. I'd like to remind you that we're an explicit podcast, and we say bad things. That's not... Oh my god, it's James Wilson. James Wilson. Oh, before I say hi to James Wilson, Shinji would like you to know that he's voting for Waka Flocka, and he wants you... He wants to know that he can count on your vote, too. Vote Hillary. Waka's got my vote. All right. So, um, hello, James Wilson. Hey. Thank you for being the only contributor of legitimate content, more or less, to Immunus thus far, including myself. I actually really liked the B-movie review. Oh my god, I just got that that's a fucking... That's a pun. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? Yeah, jeez. I mean, I'm in physical pain, but I was already. Just my body is broken. re-uploaded his B-movie, too. Did somebody else review B-movie? I don't know. I was planning on rewatching that at some point, and... Like the B-movie meme movie? Yeah. Oh, man. I can't see why anyone would want to sit through that. Same, and that's why I want to. <laughs> it's Jerry Seinfeld, like, hey, you know what? A B-movie. A B-movies are funny. You know, this is like a pun on that. What if it was an actual B? Duh, duh. <laughs> uh, oh boy oh boy well we took a, a break a week-long break from dry cast because we had a surplus of episodes and i've actually slept less and gotten less done so that's cool um so james wilson what's up with you nothing much just uh watching more movies doing more homework and preparing to graduate Whoa. Are you graduating this whatever, what, see, spring? Yep. Nice. So uh, I'm assuming you've already got a job uh, lined up at E. 20 jobs, actually. Wow. Incredible. It's just the decision of choosing which one will I be the best for. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can imagine that the whole industry is clamoring to get their hands on you now that you've graduated or are going to graduate. You know, it's just they're huffing and puffing. I mean, this guy, he's got an English degree. Yo, we need that shit on our team. <laughs> Yo, somebody graduated with an English degree, dude. We've got to go get it. We've got to get in contact with this person. That's that was a direct quote from the man who makes who makes the Google. Roger Ebert. Bless us. Roger Ebert. Bless us. With our, our new website, immunis.co.uk. Wait, is it .co.uk? Yep. Shit, I was trying to joke. That's my petty chatter segment, is that I launched Immunis. I still haven't finished my letter from the editor because I have lots of creative thinking to do, and I am an artist, so uh, I can't be held down by deadlines, including my own. Um, other petty chatter things. Today, I drank the Organic Rockstar because I got an hour of sleep and I needed to record dry cast. And um, it tasted like cough drops, but it actually was tolerable. Uh, but it still makes you feel like shit. Um, just like all energy. Swamp do. water. Yeah. Indie water. I, I actually moved a ton of Fiji water today. I was moving that Fiji. Uh, You're like the Tumblr god. Yeah. I also thought a lot about Fiji's business model and I used to make fun of it, but it's actually ingenious getting people to pay that much for water. Like someone was probably like, what if we just made up this story and sort of made a quirky can or a quirky container and then just marked up the price ridiculously, but we just used water and everyone was probably like, that's ridiculous, man but let's try it. And then the profit has to be ridiculous. Like, I, I don't even, it must be astounding. Anyway, uh, and I bought Twitter followers. I, I really did. I bought Twitter followers. Scummy. But How many? 5,000. But not to increase my image necessarily, because I, I mean, I, it's, it's immediately obvious when you buy followers. It's not something you can hide. But because I want my cap of how many people I can follow to increase, I just, I can't not make do with 2,000. It is not enough. Um, that's the truth. I'm not, I'm, I'm serious. I, I really just wanted to be able to follow more people. So, uh, yeah, that's my petty chatter segment. I'm dying physically. I'm in a worse physical state than I ever have been in my entire life. And, uh, yeah, what's been up with you, BMW? I went on air on Friday really drunk, and I said Beck invented hip-hop. And, um, I also said that, oh, shit, what was it? Um... Uh, I said Beck invented hip-hop. Uh, I trashed Record Store Day for about an hour with the DJ there because he worked in a record store. And then I said something else really stupid. Anyway, it was really entertaining. 
So several millennia from now, um, the the extraterrestrials light years away uh, will first get the Hitler broadcast thing and be like, ooh, shit. And then they'll um, get Nirvana's Smells Like Team Spirit uh, music video, and they'll be like, all right. And then they'll get you saying, Beck invented hip-hop, and they'll be like, wow. It was actually really funny, because I said Beck invented hip-hop, and then uh, my friend Shelby went on air and was just like, yeah, before then, they only had one turntable and no microphone, and I was like, no, why? Hip-hop to the hip-hop. Good shit. All right, are we all pettied out? Oh, I went to a bar. Ooh. I I went to my first bar, and there were sports everywhere, and a bunch of taps, and I didn't know what to get, so then I left. Going to bars is dangerous. I really didn't like it. Like, it was just really loud, and there was some cool beer there that I couldn't get at the store. But, like, other than that, it was just sports and, like, people talking about shit that I don't care about. Like, honestly, it depends on the area where you're from, where the bars are good or not. Because, like, when I think of, like, Iowa bars, I think of, like, fucking a bunch of bikers hanging out like, some, like, scummy area with pool tables. But then, like, you, th- you think New York bars, and it's just, like, a bunch of dudes with beers and beards. And yeah, man, did you try this specialty beer? Yeah, I did. It was good. Yeah, me too. And, and they jerk each other off. Overwhelmed with miscellaneous biker parts, and they're clones of John Hamm screaming, get out of the kitchen, in a chorus. <laughs> oh, man. Beards and beers. And bikes, don't... Be- beards, beer, and bike. Bikes. They're fixed gear bikes record store new disco indie folk i'm okay i'm legitimately excited about the health goth thing like i i think that i want to be a health goth you're like six months behind on that though like health goth is great but everyone's kind of like parodied it to shit by now already how is it that i managed to spend so much time on social media and yet i have no idea what's actually happening with the youth um tumblr is kind of like where the like everyone expresses themselves in the most horrible ways so that'd be like a full-time job trying to wade through it though it is yeah it is that's again i just stick to rolls royce tumblr it's the best it's the only tumblr for me i can't handle tumblr i signed out again it's just not worth it i don't blame you i mean like i i've tried because like i like looking at pictures and stuff that's like interesting but that's like it it's just pictures that you think are cool and pictures that other people think are cool being reblogged ad nauseum and there's no personality there it's just stuff that you think is cool it's like pictures of military gear dogs like pastel colors chinese skyscrapers heaven on earth entire blogs dedicated to the color white no way i'm a big fan of white i'm Um, a a gray fan fan. ah big pastel pink fan i run that blog you gotta say in wow, you you're say famous. In, uh, hex code. Damn. What's your ca- what's your code, man? And then you show a uh, barcode, um, QR combination, uh, serial stamp that's tattooed on the bottom of your foot. That's my social media sites. You can find me there. It's like Ask FM, but in barcode form. It automatically opens fourteen tabs in Google Chrome. <laughs> if if there was a thing such as that, I would have already done it. Like if if that was possible. <clears throat> I'm actually kind of excited about that. I wanted to mention this this very good Colin P tweet. I'm just going to read it here. Overclocked my kidneys, so now I'm just turbo excreting toxins and decalcifying my whole shit. As of right now, that is my favorite combination of words. He struck gold. I, I mean, overclocking your body. What a good idea. Brilliant. I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, we can't all be health goths. Uh, okay, so next up, you know, inevitably is the, is the walk-up for president thing. Um, I don't think it's worth it worth me registering to vote to vote but it's almost worth it why aren't you registered to vote you piece of shit you fucking asshole god register to vote or else i'm gonna fucking murder you god damn why are you complaining about our government when you don't even vote see you've got choice dave and you're choosing to sit on the internet and bicker i choose to construct a makeshift hydrogen bomb in my garage that's what I should. Vote Hillary. Vote Hillary for more hydrogen bombs. I would, okay, I would vote if one of if someone's presidential platform was I am going to cancel the decommissioning of the peacemaker ICBM, the most deadly weapon that man has ever created because well actually uh, okay, never mind. Not recommission. Um 
but private sale because I want one in my yard. I've always wanted an ICBM in my yard. You know, it's like I'm that that quirky, tacky guy that, that in the neighborhood that uh, has all these weird uh, lawn ornaments, and one of them just has to be or happens to be an, an intercontinental ballistic missile. Catching up with the Johnsons. I got pizza. This is news. Eat. It's official. I got. That was completely unintelligible. We can use context clues. James Wilson, take it away. You're the most you're the most qualified context clue guy. Context clues. Can I major in context clues? Only at Iowa University. Fuck yeah, I'm going there anyway. Terry just said, okay, bug guy. So I'm bug guy now. Cool. Cool. Birdman. How many birdmen are there? One? Two? Maybe a third? Wow. Speculated that there might be at least four birdmen. Wait, we gotta hold this off till we get to bird. All right. Um, so, tech news, Google is fucking everything up. Mobile the, mobile web is stupid because... The thing about Kelly that's so great oh is my God. so collect- I opened that link and there was a huge audio ad, and it was, I, I thought it was James Wilson, but it was in the stereo, so that wouldn't have made any sense. In other tech news, Postal 2 got a DLC update for the first time in 12 years, and it's just as broken and terrible as the first game. Didn't we mention Good. that on episode 18, which was recorded in March? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we did. I feel like that's old news. I don't really care, because I woke up, like, on 4-whatever, and it was like Christmas when I saw the Postal 2 DLC on Steam. On and 4. It, yeah, it was great. Uh, I It was completely unintelligible, and this, like, story mode is just absolutely insane, and they, like, take a bunch of shots at Postal 3. Like, there's a hidden house that you can break into. And if you walk ah. upstairs, there's just pictures of Postal 3, like, boxes. And then, like, a guy is, like, hanging from a noose with, like, a Postal 3 shirt. And, like, a bunch of, like, computer screens on that have, like, Postal 3 running that said, like, error. It was great. Did they make great. it Postal 3, or...? Yeah, but what happened was they, like, outsourced it to this Russian developer. <laughs> and they did... They made it in the Steam, uh, like, Half-Life engine, and it was shit. It was irredeemable shit, and not, like, in the way Postal 2 is, where it's, like, kind of funny. Like, Postal 3 is just miserable to play, and every time I talk about it, I just feel regret, because I bought it for, like, three bucks, and I still want my money back. Some major gamer beef we got there. Shots fired. Beep, beep, bop. Okay, so yeah, mobile web is stupid and pointless. If you're on a mobile device, except for like images and non like non-scalable images, there's nothing wrong with viewing a regular web page on an iOS device. And if you have anything else, I mean, why why even try to, you know, go digital? The only time where it's okay to look up something on mobile is when you're away from a computer. Yes. Of course, cuz you can't get to a computer. The whole point of mobile phones. Guys, we've got it's such a great idea. We just came up with mobile mobile web browsing. Can I look up titty? Uh yeah. Fine by me. I'm the la- episode 19 is actually going to be called the heterosexual pledge. Was the only one who didn't take a pledge. I tried to get Terry to take the word. <laughs> but in front of customers. <laughs> And, and you should have gotten to pledge in front of a bunch of customers. I'm sorry, I'll be right back, but... It's like, hold up, the change for your pack of Newports is like three cents, but I need to take a heterosexual pledge before I give you those 23 cents. It's pledging hour. Everyone face west and scream vagina. <laughs> Ooh, boy, that was actually a little bit mean. I'm sorry. I'm not Christopher Dawkins. Cri- Wait, that's not his name. Richard... Richard Jenkins. Dank Jenkins. Richard Dawkins. I got there. We are all African. I feel really mean now. I am. You should. But I took the pledge, I think. I don't remember if I took the pledge or not. We should get Terry to take the pledge if he comes in in here. And tell him that he has to take the pledge or we're going to, like, IP ban him. Pledge. 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 It's pledging. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Google is... They did a bad thing. Uh, this is thumbnail trackpad thing, which which was interesting when I was high on Adderall at 2 p.m. today. But now I can't even be bothered. There was something else relevant in automotive news, but I don't remember what it was. But um, Lincoln might actually become worth thinking about again. There's yeah, the Continental. And uh, there is serious speculation, not speculation, serious talks, words, and Lincoln is ready to ditch its really stupid naming system that make that just conjures up images of overwhelming debt 
and uh, Easy Mac. And um, they're actually going with their old names again. So maybe the Town Car and the Continental. So... And they're planning to sort of, I, I always, I mean, I always thought that it was time for Lincoln to die because they have not made anything, anything worth anything for, for years, for decades. But I, if they're actually able to turn the brand around and make it mean something again, that'd be pretty cool. I would love to drive a 2019 Lincoln Continental. I think the new Lincoln Continental that they announced was sleek and I like their, um, I mean, Lincoln's kind of cool. I hear people talk about them every now and then, but I mean, they're not that great. That's the problem. Well, I mean, no, I don't know. Uh, those American luxury brands are just laughable. Yeah. I mean, I did ride in a, an Escalade recently, and it's a real Cadillac, definitely. But, but, I don't know. The thing with, like, American luxury cars is you have to get, like, the top of the line in order to even be able to compete with the foreigns. And uh, by the time you get all those packages, you're already paying more than you would for an equivalent. Not always, but I, th- I mean, I don't know. I, I just, the market, the, the luxury market is not the same that it was when these brands were important. Not even close. Luxury is, is not the same. Cars are not the same. And I don't know. I guess I, I've spent how many episodes talking about how car companies need to ditch their old names. And then I, when Lincoln mentions bringing the Continental back, of course, it was also accompanied with an amazing design that sparks my interest. I think Continental is just a really cool name for a flagship car. It's strange that like they're able to do that, though. I mean, like Lincoln came out with the Continental a long time ago, but like Bentley also has the Continental the GT. Yeah, you yeah. can get confused. I, I suppose that'd be very good for Lincoln, I think. For sure, but it's not like, you know, like sometimes I see like cars like the Altima and then there's the Optima and then there's the Toyota Sienna and then there's the, uh, or no, wait, I'm getting all confused, but there's a bunch of cars with like oddly similar names that are in the same class, but then there's the Lincoln Continental and then there's the Bentley Continental that are both the same Continental, but in completely different price points. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I would think that that sort of thing is kind of minor, but, you know, I don't know. I guess to the averagest of the average car buyer, uh, let's see, what's the best example to use? Me. Yeah. I mean, James Wilson Bentley. I also want to mention that I only pray to Bentley. Um, like Soldier Boy. Because, yeah, because people have, have kept asking me about, about my religious views lately, uh, and that's... I only pray to Bentley, so. Pray to the Bentley boys. The Bentley angels. All right, well, that's... Lucifer that's... was an angel once, too. Yeah, I know, man. I do... Okay, so serious, serious consideration here. Perfect podcast topic. I want to... I've been considering changing my first name, which is just a ridiculously difficult endeavor in every single way. But it's at least nice to, to think about, and I, I hate my name. Uh, I hate biblical names in, gen- in general, really. Um, and... David especially because David was like the worst person in the Bible by far. He's a piece of shit. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm looking at alternatives, and, and, and all male names kind of sound ridiculous. So, I don't know. Any suggestions? I can't think of any. I mean, I'm biased because I've known you for a long time, but David just works. Ping Blue. Ping. There you go. Ping. I could change my first name to Leather. Change your first name to like a Linux, um, like, code. Muscle. Ooh, muscle big blue. <laughs> big i could change my first name to big but then you'd be big blue like the soda big blue or i could just be or i could change it to huge <laughs> small <laughs> i really just want my first name to be huge now hey huge how are you tremendous oh man this could get ugly <laughs> yeah change, first names i mean last names you know whatever but first names are difficult because you sort of base your identity around it but i i actually cringe when i hear myself say my own name when i introduce myself to people i say my name very quickly because i i cannot stand the sound of me saying my own name so i i wish i could just change my first name to h you haven't even successfully changed your last name to blue so well i mean yeah legally it really doesn't matter too much i don't care particularly although it would be nice on a on a, on a diploma um but uh david Cruzmark is dead dun 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 beep beep okay well since there are no other topics um let's talk about what's uh what's been happening oh i found this um lady it's fucking insane and she goes into Haven't we all <laughs> take the uh, pledge take the pledge um 
so she goes into this is actually interesting she, she repeated makes repeated trips into chernobyl um with really no protective gear i mean like sort of uh and and, and she has a you know um it's actually not a whatever the radiation thing is called it's a specific modern tool called a gamma scout i think um but i was watching some of her videos and it's basically just her walking around in these incredibly uh particle dis- detector yes that is yeah um, in the, you know, in these incredibly creepy places in like night vision, and then there, you just hear alarms going off from all the equipment that they're carrying on them. And, and she's doing a voiceover. She's like, yeah, there's all the alarms are going off. I'm just like, yep, they're all going off. Yes. And then, uh, you know, like she was, I, I literally watched a woman today dig through a file cabinet in a plutonium, in an abandoned plutonium lab in the center of Chernobyl, uh, trying to find, um, plutonium. She was digging through a, uh, this like heavy sand that was, I guess, placed over the top of this plutonium, um, to keep it from, you know, irradiating it, irradiating everything. And she's digging through this, uh, wearing nothing but rubber gloves. And she holds a piece of plutonium in her hand up to the camera and they put one of the gamma meters to it and it goes off the scale. And then they all laugh. I want my cancer now. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad. I, I love people. I love that there are people out there who, like, are just ecstatic about going into Chernobyl. <laughs> I mean, the other week I was making jokes about people going into Chernobyl, but there are actually people that just regularly go to Chernobyl and, like, they seek out spent uranium fuel that spewed out of the reactor, and they just pick it up. Didn't they watch Chernobyl Diaries? Didn't they play Stalker? Well... I mean, I, I would never go with her, but I think this is, um, she's clearly going to die. Well, yeah, I mean, but maybe the, maybe the rubber glove saved her. I was wondering that, and then, um, of course, you can't trust YouTube comments, but it seemed like the general consensus from people that did sound like they knew what they were talking about was that basically, no. They're... Well, of course not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about radiation. But, uh, oh, and she, like, you could actually see in certain uh with gamma rays you can see them in a camera um and so you could see that you could see occasionally some radiation actually on the camera uh as she was digging through this protective sand pile but um i'm just glad that there are people that do this her video series is called uh the hidden secrets of chernobyl and there's 2012 2013 and i think 2014 but i'm pretty sure she's dead now definitely I mean, I know there's people who go to Chernobyl and, like, take pictures and stuff, but, I mean, I'd imagine that they'd have more protective gear than that. So they stopped in 2014? I have no idea. When was the last upload date? Hang on, I'm looking. Well, of course, now I can't find her channel. The government heard. It's deleted. Oh, it's BioNerd23. BioNerd. <laughs> ah, two days ago. So she's still alive. I'm ecstatic about radiation. <laughs> I, she literally is. Like, I witnessed this. I witnessed her pick up a spent, a, a little piece of, well, it's actually a big piece, apparently, in the in the grand scheme of things, of spent uranium fuel in her hand with a huge smile on her face. <laughs> and I just, I never thought that I would see that. She still has If her you hand. ask me, this is a character who's going to get killed off in the middle of the next Cherimboyle horror movie. Yeah, I've been here for like, years now nothing could hurt me uh-oh there's a chernobyl monster Ah, oh, i'm dead now i i don't are you referencing that chernobyl diaries movie because i never saw that i haven't seen it but i assume that's what happens same here but then there's not a lot of territory you can cover with chernobyl because it's not scary by itself well like not the place itself but like what happened there is scary like, uh-oh, random Russian town. I mean, I, I'm looking at, I, we were all, Colin P uh, was talking about Duga 3 today, which is a over-the-horizon um, early warning Soviet missile radar detection array, uh, and it's completely abandoned, and it's one of the scariest things. I think if I actually saw it in person, it would be extremely eerie, and I'd probably want to immediately leave. I just posted a video for climbing it. Um, like, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but that giant abandoned structure would like creep the shit out of me not for any rational reason but just yeah crazy there's actually abandoned structures abandoned structures in general are just like really creepy and like if you add some like extra mystery to it 
it's always just fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, this is this uh, array for a long time was was a mystery because it like this thing is so powerful that uh, it's got this woodpecker signature that just interrupts. I think at ten hertz. No, that's not right. Whatever. But it interrupts all sorts of radio communication around the world, uh, or at least it did. I think it stopped in nineteen eighty nine. Um, but uh, I mean, like load that up on your iPod and then go and climb that thing and and listen to its radio signature. I, that I'm looking at this right now, and it looks pretty weird. Like I don't know, the, like with abandoned structures, it's always strange seeing things like this. But like abandoned buildings by themselves aren't very creepy. Like this is really fucking weird. It's just like wires. It's just like a wall of wire. Yeah, and it's ridiculously huge. Imagine this. Okay, imagine if you didn't know what this was and you came across that. Like that would be life changing. I'd probably just be like, oh fuck. You need to recreate it in America. It's like rebuild Duga 3, but like in the middle of like Mississippi. That might be the single most effective way of decreasing the property value of a place. <laughs> like yeah. I, I buy up a bunch of land in like, I don't know, some really nice uh, town in, like, like in Venice, California. And then I just build an exact replica of Duga 3 there. <laughs> oh, I think it'd be creepier if you built it in the middle of Mississippi on like a little highway and you didn't mark it off or like put a road sign on it so then like somebody's like oh I wonder where this goes and they just like drive around and see this thing just oh shit <laughs> imagine buying like Santa Monica Pier and just rebuilding two or three over it builds a house next to a number station tries to listen to radio oh god not this shit again <laughs> just turn on the TV and it's just deafening a deafening artificial voice going six, three, eight. Turn on the microwave. And it's just oh boy. Then you start having like huge sores from all the radiometric. Like that's a lot of power coming out of that thing. So I would imagine that you you'd get irradiated, die, just like in fa- the Fallout video game. Am I right, gamers? Gamer. Uh, video games. We, we made a reference. Downloader podcast. We're gamers. Also has a wonderful name, just like Duga. Yeah, that that's a really cool name. This is my friend Duga. Points to a tremendous early warning radar array. This is my best friend Duga. I'm going to marry the. I'm going to marry Duga three. I'm going to put my dick in Duga three. I think in like Thailand, you can actually marry inanimate objects because like people from Japan would go over there and marry like video games. So maybe you could go to Thailand and marry Duga three if you can prove that you love it. Let me marry Cheriboil, please. <laughs> I need to marry my DVD copy of um, Chernobyl Diaries. I'm going to marry Reactor 4. I'm going to marry my DVD of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Ugh. I got, like, really pissed off because, like, I kept going on IMDb. I was searching something else, but I saw Paul Blart 2 pop up, and people were just, like, giving it 10s just to offset, like, the 3s that it was getting on there. And I was just like, why are you doing this? Like, if it's getting a universal three from, like, 7,000 people, maybe there's a reason for it. There are trolls! It's desperate. not that bad. I'm a desperate middle-aged man. My children laughed, I think. I wasn't listening. I was just looking at the boobs. I assume. I think. Probably. The Blart on the Segway. I don't know anything about those movies, but they just seem really try-hard. Adam Sandler had a part of them, so you know they're going to be bad. I haven't watched any of them yet, but, like, I am gonna. I've seen the first one. How was it? Um, I was very ill while I was watching it. I don't remember much. In fact, probably all the images that I have in my mind are, pro- are probably just pictures I've seen. I don't. I have no memory. You've been spared. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember it being, like, awful enough to to be entertaining um i remember it being nothing basically that's what i would imagine watching a paul blart movie would be but two's been getting like you know for a movie of its caliber and budget i would did not expect it to be getting such low scores like from reviewers and staff because i like you know even bad movies that are aimed at kids and like teenagers that are supposed to be like comedy movies don't get like three averages so i kind of want to see it because it's Almost as low as Grown Ups 2. Don't pay money to see it, though. Yeah, I wouldn't pay money for it, but still. 
I did pay money to watch all the Fast and the Furious movies from Tokyo Drift to 6, though. Those are fun, at least. Some of them. I really liked 5, and I liked 6 a bit, because it had more cars in it, but the story was just really dumb, and the, but, like, the stunts were really awesome, and I liked how uh, they fucking had a Mustang, like a destroyed Mustang that anchors a fucking tank so that it shoots to the ground, like, <laughs> and then at the end, there's, like, that uh, thing that was like, oh, these these stunts are dangerous, and were done by professional stuntmen, and I was just thinking, oh. like, like, you know, I've always wanted to, like, wreck a Mustang and then drag it behind a tank on a bridge. Yeah, those movies are, like, fine wine. They just, the older they get, the better they are. The more they are, the better they are. The first couple are fucking crap, but the latest ones just get, like, more and more fun, because they're like, let's not make this just a racing movie. Let's make this into something better. Some fucking crazy shit. Yeah, like, five didn't even have any, like, scenes with cars in it at all. It was just, like, a bank heist movie. And I kind of liked that. And also Tokyo Drift, but I'm biased because I really like Japanese sports cars. But, yeah, Pep was just like, no, don't watch that, but it was kind of entertaining. I remember as a kid, because I haven't seen the movies in a long time, but I remember as a kid, like, um, even then being aware of how ridiculous everything about the movies are. But I I liked how each driver and their car were so perfectly matched like they worked so hard on their look but like their you know their their outfit would would perfectly match their car too so it's like well i guess i only have one outfit or i can't drive i mean yeah but they're they is the perfect example of competing aesthetics this is actually an art thing Um, so the, the races are symbolic and each driver and car represents a contained uh separate divisible culturally influenced look and they're racing and the winner the winner gets to be the top economic superpower for the next century uh i don't think that the white kids should have gotten a red evo though it didn't really match and i was kind of like what the fuck when they just pull a mustang out of nowhere like who the fuck would have a mustang like that in japan and then it won because the car that um dk was driving in could definitely out corner that thing on any of those roads but um just it's a movie it's a movie there are two places on earth where it's okay to own a mustang one of them would be japan and one of them would be south korea because you'd never see another one it would actually be cool then like a 60s mustang would be cool it'd be It'd be just like when I was a kid and I liked Mustangs and I looked at the pictures of the cars and they were good before I experienced a decade and a half worth of looking at Mustangs in the Sears parking lot covered in dust, looking at Mustangs in massive pileups, driving off cliffs like uh, lemurs. Uh, God damn. It's really weird when you go to South Korea, literally all of their cars are South Korea and you will not see a Japanese car. And you will only see, like, German and South Korean cars, like, nothing else. Well, because, understandably, no one in the East wants to fuck with Japan. Obviously, Everyone but hates it's... Japan. Well, I wonder why, man. I really wonder well, like, why. But they still make really cheap cars, and I thought, like, maybe they would still have some Japanese cars. But I saw one Japanese car, and it was, like, a silver-painted, like, Nissan. And it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It was like silver all over, and I was like, ugh. It's like parked right outside this restaurant. Well, I, I read an article in the journal. Uh, this Japan's apparently trying to uh, increase its sales. Or Honda is, I'm sorry. I, I've got to separate those. Um, My dad to, worked for Honda. It's a great, great place. Good. Magical. But they're trying to increase their sales in China, especially the CRV. When I, I and I, my mom owns a CRV, you know, but, um, I actually felt physical joy when I saw the words for the first time in 10 years CRV sales decreased rapid or decreased in 2014. Thank God. But anyway, you know, you know imagine somehow you're convinced to buy a CRV in in China and then every time you get in it you just think, "Wow, you remember like before World War II when you remember comfort stations? Like you, like every time you get into Honda CRV, comfort station. You have to face that every day. Comfort station. Anyway, that was an incredibly culturally insensitive thing that I just said. Very. But then it actually happened, so... Yes. Japan sucks. Japan is very racist. I kind of 
I kind of like, I mean, I, I kind of like Japan, he said, along with the entirety of my demographic, right? But I like yeah. that they're extreme, they're, because they're just like this little island nation that had nothing, so they just gotta fucking beat the shit out of everyone else to get stuff. So they gotta be crazy, and it's great. I like Japan, but having been there, like, it's great to live in America and observe their culture. I see a lot of people talk about wanting to go to Japan, and I'm like, why? They've got really cool mountains and, like, temples and stuff. But, like, everyone there is really racist, and you're just going to be the, the standalone white guy on the train, and every single old granny's just going to stare at you with complete, like, hate in their eyes as you go to the Lucky Star Temple. Would it mean anything <laughs> if, if I, I were... I just want to work for Miyazaki. I just want to animate animes. So, if I imported an original Ford GT40 and drifted around Tokyo with Confederate flags all over me... And that one uh, KKK shirt that says, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, that would be oh, disruptive. Man. <laughs> that would be disruptive, I think. They can't read English. They can try. I kind of want to do that. I'd be a really good eccentric billionaire. It's never going to happen, but I'd be a really, really good one. I would only go to Japan again if I had to pick up a Mazda Autozam. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to go anywhere, if I was going to go that, that far uh, to absorb Asian culture, I'm pretty convinced after what you've told me of both places that I'd want to go to Seoul instead. It's really a lot more relevant automotively right now anyway, but I'd like to take a GT40 to Seoul with I mean without the Confederate stuff and uh, cuz I'd imagine that would be an experience. Hey, guess what? Oh no, he's gone. The internet. Anyways, I've been waiting to throw this in for like 20 minutes, but like I don't know what it means, but my dad has a Grand National. God. I don't I don't know what that means, but like that's the car he has, and he talks about it all the time. And like, all right, that's something you drive. It looks like Darth Vader. It's um in a lot of racing games. The original Grand National, like the '80s one. Yeah, the black one that looks like Darth Vader. Yeah, I. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's a it's an actual, in, actually interesting American car to come out of the '80s. It goes really fast, and when it goes fast, I get scared. Hi. Hey. We are talking about how James Wilson's dad has a Buick Grand National. Does he wear a lot? Does he wear oversized T-shirts a lot? Occasionally, but they're always sports teams. Ah, yeah, and shirts from his work. Does he ever say things like, "Well," you ever say that? Nope, he's Canadian. Ah, I just I see I see the Buick Grand National, and I just hear uh, an adult man just saying, "Well," just over and over again. Well, <laughs> it's Buick. No, just, you know, just well. I own this. No, actually, I, I genuinely think the Grand National is cool because um, I'm reading up on it. I did know something about it, I but I, I'm rushing up. That's the turbocharged one. And when they were... Because car, American cars got horrible in the 70s uh, of emissions regulations, and they, they went from you know 400 horsepower was a, a muscle car norm relatively in the 1960s, and then all, all of a sudden, the most anyone had was like 150 out of the same engines because they were so choked. Um, but turbocharging was introduced for a very... A uh, small portion of the time, and turbocharged American cars is like it's like a well, it's it's an oddity. So it's cool to see these old things living. Yes. Well. 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 Just that's that's what, you know driving by just just well well funny too like, like a huge car accident. Well. Well. I guess I gotta call my insurance agent again. Well. Well. That'll be an ordeal. Well. Five hundred <laughs> Bugattis piling up in the middle of a highway. Well. Beauty. I really like car promotional images that are just like giant lines of the same car because it looks really uncanny. Like I've got pictures on my phone of just like Cadillac Escalades like lined up on the street. And I know if I looked outside right now and there's like 10 to 20 Cadillac Escalades all black in front of it, I would get the fuck out. Yeah, I'd be like, it's time to go. <laughs> I mean, I you know, either the president is here or... A lot of other bad things. Shit, did, did I show anyone else the Bugatti on 84 uh, wheels? Yes. Oh, it's worth bringing up again because it's probably the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never been interested in the Veyron, so I don't know the man that designed it, but I would imagine that the people that designed it, if they ever saw that, would just shriek in agony. <laughs> I mean, they probably would actually vocalize something. <laughs> I know the people who work for Bugatti. Well, like, Bugatti's a part of the Volkswagen group, which is, like, also Audi and a bunch of other companies, so you'd probably just be working for them. Yep. James Wilson attends the same parties as Elon Musk? Nope. I like saying I... Elon Musk's name. He smells. 
I know, right? It's just I just think of a musk melon. Kind of a name is Elon. Ooh, is a musk melon a regional term for a cantaloupe? Is it? Son of a bitch, it's actually a separate thing. I was hoping there was something like regionally specific about me that I could use to talk about when I talk to people about myself. Life sucks, doesn't it? Musk. Well. <laughs> well. I, I don't want to do this. I've got this thing recently, and it's actually kind of a it's kind of a problem considering I want to be an automotive journalist. But just every time I see a picture of not every car. But um, cars that I have a like a special affection for are exempt from this. But I just see a car and I just think of it crashing. <laughs> like uh, I just I've been looking at these Grand Nationals and I'm just seeing them crash. Maybe you're just worried about their safety ratings. <laughs> you can watch one crash in Fast and the Furious Four. What if? Okay, I'm gonna go into advertising and my first ad that I'm gonna direct. It's just going to be setting the Guinness World Record for the most car accidents in in one area ever. You mean Fleet and the Furious, Drakesville yes. Drift? Except, but with a multi-billion dollar budget. So it's literally like thousands of cars colliding. Just the noise that would be made. And it's like you can see this car accident from space. So you're thinking all at once. Yes, just one huge mass of car accidents a dynamic thriving living mass of crashing cars just <laughs> i mean this is more or less a demolition derby but I've, i need to enter a demolition derby you should those things are fucking nuts have, have you been to one i'm from alabama i i just can't imagine you in a demolition derby it's a bunch of shit getting fucking hit and blowing up like, yeah, I mean it's loud. great. It's loud and dirty and sweaty and beer y. Yeah. Oh, what a horrible way to live. I'm gonna get in a demolition derby with a giant beard painted on my car. Hipster demolition derbies. Oh man, that would be great. Like each car could have different like fake facial hair on it, and they could just be destroying each other. And every single participant would have had to just, like, shotgun, like, three tall boys of past before getting behind the wheel. And every single car is a brand new 2015 Chevrolet Camaro. <laughs> no, every single one is, like, a brand new Chevy Captiva. We have to go back in time, or we have to convince Chevrolet to bring back the Captiva. Wait, the Captiva's not still being made, is it? There's no way. I mean, I just took pictures of a 2014 Chevy Captiva, so maybe... Good God, it, it is! It's basically an Equinox. Yeah, I know. The whole reason that I said there's no way it can still be made is because that name is so bad. I that's, that's left over from when Chevrolet was... How have they not changed this? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh! in the Chevy, guess we also smoked that So, funny thing today, the Holden Monaro, uh, the, the one that was sold in the U.S. under the... I think it was the Pontiac GTO... I saw one today with a government plate. I think I think it might have been a, a military plate. And the license plate was ah, it was A A H H H. And that that definitely made me laugh because that is exactly what I think of when I think of a Holden Monaro. It's just ah, just like that is a perfect that man has a perfect understanding of his automobile. I saw a Toyota Camry one time that was just a license plate, like, custom that was just four E's. And I oh just couldn't god. stop laughing, because it was just E. <laughs> oh my god. There is one beautiful car somewhere in my state that is just H. <laughs> oh my god. One meet single H. I need to meet that man and steal his plate. I'm literally searching the Missouri uh, customized place thing right now to see if H is taken. It is. Fuck. Are there any single letters left? My goal is to get license plate meme boy. You, you probably could get mem boy. Meme like. boy is not taken yet, so... <laughs> you could probably get it. You'd have to pay more for it, though. Fine by me. I got money. Damn. I would just get, like, a really disgusting bucket and get meme boy on it and then, like, a bunch of really shitty bumper stickers. I was planning on having a single troll face... Oh man, I don't get bumper stickers, but like a back window that's just the troll face in like tint. Like you carve out the tent window and, and make it into a troll face, that would be great. You mad bro, fits in a single license plate. I'm, I'm yeah. currently checking to see if just an apostrophe is available. Damn it, someone took that.
Like genius. It's, it's, it's legit. That's like a genius idea because like, you got idea. pulled over and it's just an apostrophe. Like people will just wonder if you even have a license plate. All the single digits are taken and I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm W. <laughs> yeah, I'm W. I just pulled over W. <laughs> uh... Dude, license plate fiend is available. Actually, might even be better than leave. Is it? I, I don't. Fiend kind of evokes a different reaction. It's like really edgy and try hard. Yeah, I, okay. So I was in a Skype chat the other day and I was pretty drunk. I was wearing a leather jacket and um, this guy that I don't know who apparently was not joking called me a leather fiend. And that's just, I'm in love. Leather fiend. That, that sounds, I, I don't know how to react to that. Mostly disgust. Like a leather fiend. The license plate Hugh is available. Oh, fuck. Hugh AF. What about it's, hug? It's, it's available. License plate Hugo. The license plate Pujo. <laughs> the license plate Bernad. Like, Bernard is too many characters, but Bernad. Bernad. Oh, dear. That's a really gross name. Like, Bernard is, is okay, but like, Bernad. Like, you pull up behind that. What kind of a car would Bernad drive? The license plate huge is available. No way. Yeah. Get it. No, because that's, that's eliciting a dick joke. I, I like just saying that I'm a big boy. I'm a, trim, I'm a huge boy, but it has nothing to do with dicks. See, but you could just get the license plate huge and then put it on a smart car. <laughs> yes. I would love to put the license plate huge on like a Mazda Autozam or like a K car. A little Suzuki cappuccino riding around with the license plate huge. Be really cute. The license plate exempt is available. No way. Really? That's kind of strange. I feel like I have to get this. But then, like, nobody really would have a use for a license plate with exempt on it. Yeah, I feel like I need to get this. I need to get this plate. David buys a license plate. Again. Dude, Rotund is available. Oh my god. I need more cars. You can't... I love the word rotund. The word rotund is very is a very good word. What are some automatopias that are good? <laughs> That's my son. My son wants to go to the baseball game again, but our carpool isn't ready yet. Uh, the, the carpool. The parental carpool. Go to middle school for my son's baseball game. We're loading up the town and country. We're going to play baseball again. License plate? Cuckled. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Would that even fit? No. The license plate plop is available. It's like, every day you go outside and you're just disgusted by your license plate plop. It's like a Chrysler Crossfire with the license plate plop. Just every day. <laughs> you just drive by and everybody laughs at you. Just someone already took the license plate Y, like W H Y. Well, yeah, of course. Is what taken? Yes. God damn it! Live on Drycast. Live on Drycast. We look at license plates. Where is not taken? W E H E R E. <laughs> just a, a car that just says where. I'm upset that, that the license plate lost is taken. <laughs> oh, I wonder if I'm lost is taken. Help! Oh my God. You provided the word I was looking for. Help is taken. God damn it. Someone out there on those streets crying for help. Media is not taken. I wonder if content is taken. Content is too long. Seven letters, though. It's six characters plus a dash for us. Ah. Uh, you can't still meme, boy, though. Help dash me. That's for sure taken. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I would see a license plate like that. Uh, man lad is not taken. Manlet. Manlet. I want to see that license plate on the road. Just manlet. I want to see it on like a Miata or something. What's the most muscular guy on the road? Just like some swole as hell dude, but like he's in like a fucking Miata or something. Just manlet license plate. What's a, a six-character name for a demon? Like a specific one. Ifrit. Bit. Bit. Apostrophe. Lol. Lol. Mott. Satan is taken. I'm upset about that. I think Mott is a very cool name. Lucifer is seven characters. Unfortunately. Petty is taken. Fuck. 
is ye taken? Like, Y-E-E. No. Dude, you need to do that. <laughs> I could have a meme license plate. What about crying? Dude, video is available. <laughs> oh, dear. Video. It's happening. Oh, man. Dude, I was driving last night, and I heard a Eurobeat cover of uh, Video Killed the Radio Star, and it was just terrible and, like, off-key, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Luckily, I was on the highway, so I didn't crash, but video. Holy video. You know what? You could probably get Vishnu as a license plate. I don't know how to spell that. V-I-S-H-N-U. Yep, it's available. Dear Lord, like pulling up behind a license plate Vishnu. Or Shiva would be pretty cool, which is like the uh, Hindu god of destruction. Uh, Medusa is taken. Uh, Hitler is not available. Really? <laughs> ah, Egg Dad is available. No, I really not want, Egg Dad. I really want exempt. I really wish white guilt would fit. Could get that as a bumper sticker. <laughs> a white guilt bumper sticker. Oh boy. Hate. Not available. Disappointing. Regret is available. Oh my god. Shit though. Oh my god. Regret. And dad is available. Dad and you've been bestowed with the dad honor. I'm really upset that sorry is not available. I can't think of anything interesting to say and I'm tired so I'm gonna just head out. Okay, good morning. Later. There's really nothing else for me to say. Well, alright, but thank you for coming. No problem. David Blue is the final member of the Drycast. It began and it ended with him. It all begins and ends. Okay, before you go, I'm going to check if Goober is available. Doofus. Goober is taken. Some hot mom took that shit. Alright, well, we took the pledge, so... Satanism. <laughs> I... yeah, um... I wish Baphomet would fit. Okay, well, I mean, if you want to go, then you're allowed to go. Will this end the dry cast? I'll end it with some jokes. Goodbye, then. Alright, thank you. Goodbye. I'll see you next time. Maybe tomorrow for the... P supposed... Horror movies section? Ah. Uh, uh. I mean, it was like phony bear saying it, so like, Lord knows what actually, but. Yeah, I have no idea. Fuck you, Eamon. Poor guy. Bye. Goodbye. Oh my god. Um, well, I, I missed the chat because I wasn't paying attention to the chat. But, um, thank you to all of you who've, uh, listened to episode 20 of Drycast being recorded live. Can't imagine there was actually much content in here, but we certainly went through some great license plate possibilities. Oh, but thank you to James Wilson and BMW and uh, Shinji for his brief pre-show appearance. As of right now, Drycast will resemble our normal, or will resume our normal, uh, live broadcast date of Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning at 1230 a.m. Um, CST, technically Wednesday morning, of course. Uh, however, everyone wants to see, or seems to want to change the schedule because I, I, for some reason it's not convenient for them. So that might happen, but of course you, the fans, will be notified. And um, until then, episodes will still come out at 9:11 a.m. every Wednesday morning. I know you count on us. You count on us for your new for your news for your news news and well I I suppose that's it for episode twenty of Drycast. I am David Blue. You can follow me on Twitter at Asphalt Apostle. You can find us on the web at drywall.ws or more specifically drywall.ws/drycast. And you can talk to us on Twitter. The whole community using the hashtag DryCast. And remember, Drywall Media is currently involved in two huge projects, and lots more, but two that really matter at this very moment. One of them is our Amish exploitation film. That is Amish, not whatever I just said. Amish exploitation film, Children of the Corn 30, and that can be found at facebook.com slash children of the corn 30 like the page donate amish exploitation you want to see that you want to see that movie you definitely want to see that movie trust me and of course we uh we just released this past let's see three days ago uh my uh variety magazine i should say our because it's involving a lot of people in munis munis is 
the future of media, the ultimate pinnacle of variety. If you're interested in contributing to Immunus, all you gotta do is send me an email to david at drywall.ws with the name that you'd like to contribute under. Um, well, actually, just send me an email first and, and tell me who you are, and, and um, it's likely that I'll know you, but if not, that's fine. We're looking for contributors in any beat, any type of content, any human being, all races. I almost said, like, all intelligent species, but we've only had contact with one intelligent species, and otherwise it'd be a really corny joke. It'd be a funny joke, because we all know that, right, that we've only had contact with one intelligent species, right? But yeah, so we need those things to happen. My letter from the editor, my letter from the editor is likely out already, if you're hearing the edited version of this podcast, at least I certainly hope it is. Episode 19 is coming out this morning in almost seven hours exactly, where we take the heterosexual pledge. Uh, you want to listen to that, definitely. But I think the best episode of Drycast so far is definitely episode 18. I mean, you've made it all the way through this one. I can't imagine why. But you need to listen to episode 18 with the YouTube celebrity, Ryan Dell. Good God. At least the first part of it, because it's an actually interesting interview. Okay, I'm actually going to go now. Thank you for listening to episode 20 of Drycast. Good morning. Wait, do I say happy Wednesday first? Happy Wednesday and good morning. All right, streamers. I'm ending the stream now. But thank you for watching if you watch. Sorry I haven't paid attention to the chat and occupied with license plate. We'll see you next week.